So I'll tell you, the first time I made over six figures and it was just me, I was like, holy shit, like I, I figured this out. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Master Time Automotive Museum. How's it going? So Sean and I both have small businesses. And when I say small businesses, I don't mean small like we've chosen to not make a lot of money or do a lot of things, but small in the way that we've always tried to keep our overhead down and be able to be a little nimble. Do you agree? Absolutely. Like, especially like miles through time, like the, the museum can only be so big before I've got issues. Like having stuff on display is not an issue, even co-op style. I mean, I, I can get enough people to put enough stuff in there that can fill a hundred thousand square foot building. Like hands down, no problem. Very soon I could fill a hundred thousand square feet. The problem would then be I've got to make sure I get enough people in the doors to justify that kind of space because with that space uh, comes a lot more overhead, a lot more than what we currently have. And I mean, it just, it would not make sense to go that big right now without w knowing that I, I'm not going to get enough people to come in to pay for it. Like it, 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 it would kill the museum if we went too big. Because we've been to quite a few museums that were big, like really big and very, very fancy. And we talked to them about how many people they had come in. And they, just like Miles Through Time, have days that they only have a handful of people. A handful of people in a multi-bazillion dollar building is not paying the bills. And so the reason I think some of these businesses where museums are able to keep afloat and that it doesn't hurt them is that they have a large benefactor. That's fantastic for them. But a lot of businesses, you're not going to have some angel investor or benefactor or, you know, rich sugar daddy, you know. That just gives you money because they want to. It just gives you money. Like, for most of us, that's not going to be the case. I don't remember the book that it was. I think it was the one, one Person Millionaire. If I think about it, I will put it in the show notes uh, down below. Um, but it was talking about that this business owner wanted, and I don't remember what business he was in, but wanted to double his revenue. And so I think that he was at like $250,000 or $500,000 a year and he wanted to get to a million. So he wanted to double his revenue. And so he hired all these people and, and did all these things and it took him a little while and he doubled his revenue, but he only took home like $20,000 more dollars. And it was like a crazy amount of stress and all of this extra stuff that he had to do. And then he turned around and like looked and like, that's not really what he wanted. And so he actually had to backpedal all of that in order to get down to where he was before because all that extra work wasn't worth it in the end for being that big to not really make as much and to have a lot less time and a lot more stress. And so I think that... I think staying small and staying nimble is a better um, strategy for a lot of businesses. When I, probably about five, six years into my business, 
I came across this guy that um, was interested in working for me. I'd put out an ad and I was going to hire a part-time designer. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. And he, this guy, he just, he, want, he used to work at marketing agencies and he had done all these things, blah, blah, blah. And he just wanted to do some stuff in his spare time. But he was telling me about so many marketing agencies that he has had to help start. They would take and take out loans and put like $60,000, $70,000 into buying a piece of, not buying, like renting out a piece of property, leasing one, totally furnishing it, doing all these crazy things ahead of time before they even got a client. I'm like, holy shit, why would they do that? like totally different that they just wanted that appearance of being further along and very successful um, before they even brought on any clients. What kind of fucking stress would that cause? Like if you didn't just get working that to pay client, bills. right? You're not making, you're not working to make money. You're just working to pay off debt. That's a horrible way to do it. Like we talk about, you know, doing things with design and how to like not waste time and all these things. And like once you bring on all these other people and all these other things like debt that you have to consider, you lose so much of being nimble, of being flexible. And that's part of the great thing about being a small business. You can do things that other businesses can't do. And I... It if you if you want to sell more whatever your product is or create more like you only have so much time in the day to create which means you're going to have to hire other people to do the creating as well you only have so much space to store product so if you get more you got to you got to purchase another spot to put more product like it's not necessarily that it's wrong to do those kinds of things you just you've got to be aware that with more become creates more overhead i mean you, you've got more you've got to do well i think that more or bigger doesn't have to be the answer like there isn't this rule book that says you're successful in business when you do a million dollars a year like that is not the goal for everybody it doesn't have to be in fact most people don't need that much money or don't and don't want the stress that goes along with that so don't feel like because your business isn't there that you're not successful maybe that's not what success is for you Maybe having a small little nimble business that you can go and work from your laptop, maybe that is the goal. Like you got to figure out what your goal is. And I can tell you after hiring a few people, after renting an office space, like small and nimble is definitely for me what is going to be part of success. Like the fact that we have been able to go across the world and spend two weeks in Australia, never missed a beat clients were happy like <laughs> that to me is successful and i would rather do that than build you know a, an empire with lots of employees and overhead and have a building and a storefront and things that i definitely could do but for me i've decided that's not what success means for me nimble and flexible is more important for me right not not everybody needs or wants to be you know, Richard Branson, where you are the head of so many damn companies that you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're working constantly. The, the amount of stress on your shoulders would be massive. You know, is it only about money? Is it only about some sort of power control? Like, what is it that you actually want to do? You know, for us, we have a certain lifestyle that we want to live by. That doesn't require us to be billionaires. 
You know, it, it doesn't require us to have 50 employees. You know, there's so many of, you know, it's like the, the commercials that we talked about in another episode that tells you how you're supposed to think and feel. There is no mandatory requirement for any of this stuff when you're an employee, when you're an entrepreneur. Like, you, you don't have to do anything crazy. You just make yourself happy. Like, whatever that is. But you got to be all in to do it. Cause if you're, you're doing it as a hobby, it, you're not a business owner. You're just doing something on the side. Which, again, if that's all you want to do, just acknowledge that they, that's, that's all it is. Um, and so growing that to be something massive, obviously, isn't going to be the direction you want to go into. Uh, but if you're all in as being an entrepreneur, business owner, something that, that you have complete control over, you want to, like, what is it you, you want out of it? Do you, do you want to have a bunch of employees? Do you, do you want to make millions of dollars? Do you realize that if you're going to make a million dollars, you actually need to make $3 million? Like, there's a few different things you got to think about there. Yeah. Knowing what you want and what those goals are for yourself and not taking what you saw somebody else do or some what, what you think society says or your mom says or whoever else says is successful, um, using that as your, your measuring stick is definitely not the way to go. You got to figure that kind of stuff out for yourself. But don't think that being small means not being successful because there are lots of incredibly successful business owners and entrepreneurs that I'm surprised, you know, read a couple books about some of these um, small ventures and it's amazing the things that people can do and stay nimble, um, just using your time more wisely, um, using technology a lot better so that you can uh, leverage your time to do a lot more. There are things that you can do um, to be very successful uh, make a lot of money if that's what you want to do and not have to um, end up being a, a really big operation. And some of it's patience too. Like, do you remember how awesome it felt when you made $1,000 a month, self-employed? At first $1,000. I mean, it, it wasn't $100,000, but I mean, it was $1,000 that you made that like you weren't working for somebody. It wasn't a paycheck. I mean... There's no reason to not be proud of that. That's awesome. And people, it's so easy to compare yourself, especially to if people in industries and business, they're not even close to relatable to you. Like, don't, don't worry about it. And, and again, it's really easy to get caught up on that nice even million dollar number. Like, nobody cares. Like, you can literally live like a millionaire without it making even remotely close to that amount of money. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't really care about a super amount of stress to, to be able to say that I make a million dollars a year. I've seen a lot of people say that the amount of work that it takes you to go from, you know, 100,000 to a million isn't the same amount of work as it takes to go from zero to 100,000. Like, that's the hard part. Like, once you figure that out, then it's a lot easier. So I'll tell you, the first time I made over six figures and it was just me, I was like, holy shit, like I I figured this out. <laughs> like I can do so much. Like it, it was really amazing that that once I kind of hit that that um that ceiling and was able to break 
Like he could do anything. You don't need a team. Because I still, at, at that time, I was still trying to hire and still trying to, I thought I needed an office space. You remember we tried to look at places and like I still was stuck on this, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to. As it turns out. Well, and all I those can, things were going to wind up you know, knocking that, you know, amount that you made down. Right. And don't do that. And we were able to, to make more. Yeah. Yeah. It took a while though. Like I, I was really stuck on that, like what I was supposed to do or how business was supposed to be. Um, but the freedom after realizing that it can be however I want, I don't have to have a bunch of employees. I don't have to have a storefront. I don't have to have a fancy office and lots of debt from furniture. <laughs> well, and at the beginning, like it wasn't as common to have like this whole work from home atmosphere like that at the beginning there was this misconception like we needed to have some sort of office space there was this place that we had to go to you know get away from the kids there's all these these misconceptions that we thought we needed to go do would have and ultimately all they were were expenses that were unnecessary yeah i mean every single one of them luckily we we didn't Though I think we started to go down the path of those things, like it, we didn't like buy a building, we didn't hire fifty people. Like we hired a couple people and realized, like eh, maybe that's not what we want. Although almost buying a building led to the museum. That is true. So if we wouldn't have at least gone down that route of ah, let's go buy this building and and you know see what we can do with it and multi-purpose business, all these different things that we wanted to do and it. We didn't do any of that. Instead, we opened a museum. <laughs> Which is... But that, I mean, being nimble, right? Yeah. Like, it worked out well. It did. So figuring out exactly what you want for your business and not relying on what you think success is supposed to be or supposed to look like, you can figure it out and set your own benchmarks and what you want and, and uh, work up from there. So if you like this video, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. And we'll see you on the next one. Uh -huh. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to besmartal.com.